Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes one in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. The following episode of Go Simcha, the podcast, is proudly sponsored by Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikala. Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We are kicking off season two, episode four. Um, you know, the previous episodes, we've been we've been sitting down with some of the big names in the industry, Avon Fried, um, Yitzi Berry, Shlomo Simcha. This week, we're sitting down with an up-and-coming artist. He's about to release a new album. He's just finished putting everything together. Um, he has been on the scene now for the past several years, um, originally with some of his original com- compositions, and you may have seen him at a wedding or two. I'd love to welcome to the show this week Avrumi Holzler and his producer, Pinchas. So it's a pleasure to have you guys both sitting with me on Go Simple, the podcast, episode four. How are you guys doing today on this wonderful, wonderful day as we head into the summer? Great, great, great. Yeah, we're fine. Baruch Hashem. So, Rumi, I, I've heard lots about you. I've heard, I've heard that you're a new up-and-coming singer. Uh, well, you're not up-and-coming singer. You've been, you've, been in, you've been on the scene for a while, but you're now branching out and starting to work more on your own. Um, less with with the choirs, you know, you're in the process of putting out your uh, a, a new album. So, what's your story? What's your journey? How did you get from get to this point in your life and in your musical career? Yeah. So uh, basically, I've been doing music the past 15 years. Baruch Hashem. Um, I started with uh, playing keyboard on events. I was a booker. I learned in the. I lived in Square. And I did some local gigs in Square and Muncie here and there. Baruch Hashem. Went very well. From there, I went into choir. And I've been in choir roughly 10 years. And then roughly a year ago, I started uh, going into solo. And Baruch Hashem, now I have weddings and other stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I, I want to correct you for a second. You spoke about giving out an album. We're not working on an album yet. We're actually working now on a new song upcoming this year. But we're not giving out an album yet. Chaval. It was just a single that, that was released, Mamish, um, now. Yeah, Chaval. hopefully in the coming winter is going to be uh, some other great stuff coming. That's amazing. So now, Verme, how did you get into music? What, what sparked your interest into starting to play keyboards and then working your way into the choirs and, and now doing chasanas? What sparked your interest in music? Okay, so I always loved music since I was a little child. I loved always doing harmony. Harmony was my main thing. Like the, the first thing, you know, when someone listens to the track, one will hear the melody, another will hear the backup vocals, the drums. I would always hear the chords and the bass, the, always the harmonies. And uh, I loved it very much. Liebisch Melzer years ago, when he was still in Square, he would hire me for when the Rebbe would come uh, to the... Chayde Yeshiva, I would be singing in, this, in the choir, and I always did the harmony. 
from there, I got a very big passion. And roughly when I was 18, 19, um, I had a great brother-in-law that pushed me. He kept on telling me, you got to go and officially out there, not just here and there. And uh, Moshe Goldman, of course, he heard about him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave out his album. So he has he has two categories. He has Chagim Azmanam and Kem Shalva. So uh, he was about to give out one. I think it was a Kem Shalva, Shermrim. And that was around 12 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, around 12 to 14 years ago. I don't remember exactly. And uh, at the time, uh, yeah, I asked Hamitra Goldman, which is his son. Uh, he takes care of the studio. Whether I could sing with him in the, in the choir, I would love to do it. He got back to me a few months later in Svita. Svita, you know, is one of the hottest times to work on projects. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I sang once. And then another time, I came back three, four times. I traveled there with a the bus from Skvir. That's where I grew up. And uh, yeah, and then I went from there. That's amazing. So you've managed to been doing this now for close to 15 years. You've, you, started, you started back when you were younger. Who were some of your major influences growing up in, in, in the music scene that really pushed you to, to, to get, get better and keep working on your, on, your, on your craft? You mean like my idols to whom I listened or like... The yeah, who, who had Ashba on you? Who were some of the people who were Mashba who on you to, in, uh, in this, like, like music, musically? Okay, so listening, I grew up listening a lot to Lipa Schmelzer, of course. You know, he was also scared, and I loved his creative stuff. I don't need to tell you how talented he is. A lot of Lipa Schmelzer, a lot of, of course, MBD, Ivan Fried, Derry. And, uh, uh, yeah, and very much uh, my family, and most importantly, my uh, brother-in-law. And I had also a few other friends that kept on telling me, you got to start doing it here and there, maybe playing, maybe singing, maybe choir. At the time, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I, I knew something music. And then I started with keyboards and so on and so forth, and then later choir, and then so there. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Now, I, I heard that you, on the day of your chasna, you sang, you sang a song that you composed yourself, and it was a big hit. So talk about that. What was, what was the story behind that song, behind the Ashes Child that you composed? Yeah, that's an interesting story. So roughly eight years ago, I got engaged, and um, I always composed a little bit. I composed here and there. I don't have much songs. I probably have like seven, eight finished songs and another tens of tunes. You know, I always say there's three parts in a song. There's the Hashem gives you the tunes that comes into your head. Then there's the putting it together, then the polishing. That's the way I see it. But anyway, so um, I was a chosen, and my shver told me that uh, he wants me to compose a beautiful song for my chasana. And uh, he showed me, he's Latin, so he listened a lot to Latin, um, Latin uh, music. And he showed me a Latin song. And the song was the four beat. And it was in a minor. And I figured I'll put it into six, eight in major and then add a few parts to it. Why not? Hmm. Make it a little bit, yeah. So that's what I did. I worked on it a few months. Went to the studio, recorded it. And then I sang it at the all the the music and the back of vocals was pre-recorded, but I sang it on my chasana. And then a good friend of mine that used to live by my father-in-law captured it, and he had his own channel, and he put it on his channel. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow, it's amazing. Did you ever, you never put that on a, on a CD, and you never turned that into a single? You, it just kind of, it's just kind of been floating around the internet? 
Yeah, yeah, never got onto a single. It's, uh, it's on YouTube. A good songs makes his rounds. That's true. That's very, very true. So now, Pinchas, you've been working with Avrami now for a while. How do you guys get? How do you guys get connected? Um, it's a very interesting story, and uh, I don't know if I can say all the details, but the main detail was we. It was Amalel Shushi. We were together in one restaurant eating something, and we was went it out. Of course it was. With the kishka. With the kishka? Oh. And the krach and the pickle? Um, it wasn't done at the time, but uh, yeah, I probably had a pickle, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went out. Uh, me and my friends went out to, to chill outside, and Avrumi was also there. And we schmoozed. It was a whole kipka outside. And in Avrumi is a very nice guy. He's a guy that connects with people right away. He's a very... He's a very nice person. And uh, in the conversation, suddenly people start leaving. And it ended up me and Avrumi together. Over there, we made our connection. It was about a year and a half ago. And Avrumi told me that he wants to leave choir. He's thinking of leaving choir for his reasons. People like his solo, how he sings solo. And he wants to be a soloist and so on and so forth. But he said he needs the help from someone to do his technicals be on top of it, make sure everything is happening because he he's he's an artist, he's a music. I am I am someone that does technicals. What I do for a living is marketing. So he, he thought maybe we'll be a good match, me and him together, to create something that was impossible for him. But as a team, we can make it happen. So hmm. from there it went on and on until today's today's day where we have the single outside and a few stuff coming up the next year. But this year, actually, after the summer. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. That's really cool. I see everything. Every you guys get together, and, and, and it all works out. It's very, you know, that that's how it is with any with any shitfus. You know, one person ha- you have to know each other's strengths. One person know if you you know what you're doing on that end, you know how to run the technical side, and he knows how to sing, and 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 that's that's the best way to do it. You know, it's two shows. Yeah, very well said. You know, um, people that know me. In the, sorry for interrupting. People that know me in the industry. You know. Like the Chamsofer said once, there's a difference between Gaiva and Stoltz. You know, what you know mm-hmm. will, you're allowed to bring out. So, Baruch Hashem, I, I kind of could say I almost mastered harmony and classical theory. I put in hundreds of hours of music. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem. And I always figured, like, okay, I have the musical part, but you know how artists are. Yeah. They're very creative. They're all over the place. They need someone. Okay, Tachlas, technical, let's get things done. And he's I'm, great at that, and he's great at marketing, and you know, it's a perfect shit. I'm, I'm the same way, my friend. I'm, my brain is, I'm a very creative person. I actually, in my, in my, with my company, I have my partner, he deals with all the money, deals with all the technical stuff, and I just deal with all the create, creativity side of things. I cannot deal with money, handle money at all. And it, I know how to make money, but I don't know how to manage it when it comes to a business. But, you know, when you have the right people doing the right tasks and the right things, everything works out very well. And you have the, you have the clarity and the, create, and the headspace to go out there and just create. 
Um, with that said, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear a word from our sponsors, Kosher Rica Cruises, and we'll be right back after this message. Join the leader in Glot Kosher Tours today with Kosher Rica Tours. Luxury cruises aboard the most desirable kosher cruise lines in the world. Glot Kosher Gourmet Cuisine prepared fresh daily and world-class scholars and residents aboard every tour. Experience the world with Kosher Rica today. Our tours sell out fast, so book yours today by visiting K-O-S-H-E-R-I-C-A dot com today. That's kosherica.com today and experience the world through kosherica's eyes. And we're back from our quick commercial break. And I was talking with Avrami about how, you know, having the perfect team around you and the right people really makes all the difference in the world. And so it seems like you're on the right path. It seems like Hashem, you're right on the right path. You're, you know, you're right. You're now about to release this new single and you are, you have the right management behind you. It was you. released. It was released. It was uh, released. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Now I was listening to a lot of your music online and you have a very, very wonderful voice. And I can tell, as you mentioned that you do study theory. I also took theory when I was younger and I'm also a musician. So I understand these things. And I, I your voice is just incredible. The way you give over and the way you sing is just is just phenomenal. So how long did it take you? Like, when did you want to like start getting serious about this and start training yourself technically in in terms of music and composition? Like, when did that all start kicking in for you? Uh, I've been thinking about it a long time. I mean, even when I was, I mean, Bokshem, very successful in the choir line, as I said before. But you know, I was focusing more for solo because I figured you know I could do more. I never. You know, like I was happy where I was, but then I figured it's, it's time to move on. So I, I always had these thoughts. I listened to us a lot to Barry Weber, very influential from this guy, amazing artist. And um, what gave me the extra push, I'm thinking. Um, I don't know, I guess I just always had these uh, thoughts. And when I bumped into Pinchas, you know, then like you said before, you know, a lot of, a lot of pressure went off. Uh, my shoulders and I was able to focus only on the artsy part. That, <clears throat> that's really cool. Now, when you've, you've been doing weddings now for a while, what is one of the most memorable weddings that you did? Memorable weddings. Oh, I had different, uh, many different ones. Most of my weddings yet was Litvish, Yeshivish, <laughs> at some Swedish, but yeah, mainly Litvish and Yeshivish. That's um, fun. They like the Hasidic yeah. singers. <laughs> yeah. There's two reasons why I love Litvish events, to be honest. Why? A, they're, happy, they're happy with anything. You can sing Tzave for 10 times. <laughs> it's unreal. And everyone is going to compliment you. And they really love Hasidic and Hamish music. Almost stärker than, uh, than the Hasidic. I wouldn't say the real Shtaki Hasidic, but... There's a lot of, you know, there's many levels in Hasidish, right? The same like... Yeah, sure. And so uh, the, the real yeshivish world, forget about it. Tatoi Vatoi, like all these yeah. real high Hasidish songs. But even the literature world, they really appreciate Hasidish music, yeah. Yeah. So I, every, I really love every event equally. I love all the musicians. You know, everyone brings their, their thing to the table. And, and it's a lot of fun. I've been doing a lot of gigs with Avrami Rosenfeld. Aleko that I've been doing with Yankee Briskman, Ludi Jacoby, many different ones. That's uh, very cool. Yeah, truly really good. Well, if you want me to think of a specific wedding. Mamish, I, I'll tell you, every 
wedding has its own uniqueness and I really enjoy every wedding as if it was the first one. That's yeah, great. I, once again, I want to remind Avrumi a wedding that he doesn't remember, but uh, there was once a wedding Avrumi had and there was a lot of small balls in the hall. I don't know how it's called, plastic, small, colorful balls. It was like, I could say probably over, you remember? <laughs> Valley Terrace? Yeah. Okay. Over, probably over 4,000 small balls in the hall. And there's a video of Avrumi. I don't know if he posted it online or not, but he got thrown balls onto the stage and you see him laughing. And the whole vibe by the Hassan, it looks like it was amazing. You know, it was a turnover. 4,000 balls in the hall was something that was next level and was probably not done before or after. That's so funny. <clears throat> That's so funny. Now, what's the biggest band you've ever played with? Because I see, like, you play with a lot of big bands. Sometimes you even have, sometimes it's small. So, what's the biggest band you've ever played with? <clears throat> oh, so today's it is very in the productions, right? The keyboard with a lot of other musicians. Right. So I've had definitely five piece. I remember keyboard, guitar, two horns, and a percussion. So that was five. I had uh, many different um, uh, productions. Bands. Yeah, bands I also had a few. Baruch Hashem. Oh, including the one that I shot the video um, almost three years ago, the Alnaraz Bowl. That was a huge band with Symphony Band. That was an amazing song. That was that was an absolutely amazing song because like the way you again like I said the way you sing like you would never you you couldn't you can't tell like you like you, you have a Hamish accent you know like sometimes when the when 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 a Hamish singer sings one of these songs something like that like you can also you can hear the Hamish accent but with you it, it mamash sounded like like an Israeli Wow Yeah thanks <laughs> I used to say a funny joke or whatever I'm like I always loved Swarty music and Israeli stuff. I say I'm I'm a Swarty trapped Nashkenazi body. Right. You like spicy <laughs> filter fish? <laughs> yeah, I have this riffs and runs and stuff. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. I also listen a lot to Mori Spiro. Speaking about riffs and runs, I mean he's a little different. He's not Swarty. He's probably R and B or something, but uh, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Who Mori? Morty? Morty is next level. He's a funny guy. You got the dance moves like him. he's a funny he was a great guest i had him on our show and i also had his brother he's a great guest um now you know you've been you've been you've been doing the choirs now for so long what how do you how does it feel to start transitioning from choir to to more solo acts what do you is do you feel it's different do you feel it's harder like what's the adjustment oh that's a good question yeah people asked me that before it's very different it's hard to tell Easier or hotter? I mean, definitely overall, a soloist is clearly hotter than a choir for a few reasons. A, you got to run the show. If you're a horse or if you're not in the mood or something is wrong with you, everything goes south. So that's number one. And it, it's more achrayas. And from the other side, yeah, it's pretty much everything. It's the, the, the song uh, selection, the connecting with the crowd, and, and the voice lessons, the, the technical training is a lot more work than choir. I know a lot of choir members that don't ever go to voice lessons. They don't need it. They don't get hoarse. And if they get hoarse, they sleep it over. They have the next day 90% voice. It's okay, but the singer always got to be, you know, 100% sleeping off. A choir member also, don't get me wrong, but 
overall, yeah, a soloist clearly has a bigger, a bigger overhead. And choir has the other thing that you got to be in sync. You got to be tight. You can't stick out. Choir is much opposite than solo. You also got to have great accent and taste. But from the other side, you can't do any riffs and runs. You got to be boxy as boxy. That, that's the beauty, beauty of choir. Of course, dynamics, of course, stuff. And accent, very important and hard. But uh, yeah, overall, solo has a lot more. That makes sense. Now, what you mentioned that you have a number of other things in the works. Can you tell us some of that? Uh, not just yet, to be honest. I mean, we just released it, but uh, we keep it an eye on the uh, You mentioned to us before that you had a number of things in the works. Can you talk about any of that? Um, not just yet. We are working on stuff, but definitely, Mietzushem, the next thing is going to be more of an upbeat, whether it's going to be a second dance hit or maybe a live video, second dance, or maybe I call it, I have my own terminologies. I don't know how other people call it. I call it meal upbeat. Like in meal, you have the slow and the upbeat. The slow mm-hmm. is typically ballad, six, eight, three, four, you know, yeah. all the, the downside. The upbeat could be anything from swing, Latin, bossa. Um, I mean, bossa is Latin, but uh, reggae, funk, you know, anything towards that side. Umpa, meal, disco. So I'm, it's going to be definitely somewhere more to the upper side because my previous things was more mellow. Right. Bobo was very sparty, but very mellow. And, and this one is also very hard to encompass it's in connecting. But yeah, I definitely want to go to the upbeat a little bit. Nice. You really know your music. You really, really know your music. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like you're, uh-huh. you, you really, really know your, your styles and your composition. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it, it is very important that a person knows like, what's his cup of tea and what he connects. Like, like I've spoken to some guy, we've had some guys on the show. I asked them, are you, are you just a singer or are you more? They, they say they're just a singer. Like some of the guys don't even, they, they, they know, they know music, but they don't know composition. They don't know theory. You seem like you're very well-rounded in that. That's really cool. Yeah. Styles and song lists. Um, yeah. It's good that people know that, that a person knows, you know, his strength. I love I love Mil Obit a lot, like all these funky and this groovy stuff. I like it a lot. Right. Even though it's all more mellow stuff, but if you check out my uh, Instagram and other places, I have a lot of fast and a lot of Obit. And I, I definitely want to focus on something Obit. Yeah, you, you know, you got to make some colors. Yeah, uh, Rumi, people people got from him the slow part already, the, as he calls it, the, the mellow style music. He wants now to show, he wants to show people I, I can also go the other way and can also go um, the the regular fast music that we right. Use. Not only fast, obi people know me. People that know me very well, especially in music, know like to whom I'm listening and, and, and what I'm inspired most and what I love most. And like all these major Nagina, as I call it, Yitzi Waldner, call it American pop, Mori Spiro, Shweki. I listen a lot to the stuff and I really, I really love the stuff. Again, I also like Marner and I also like Warm and Kumsitz and Connecting and Svardi Mellow stuff, but yeah, it's a shit. So as a classically trained musician and singer, what do you think of all the new Jewish music that's out there in the world and how the, the, the secular world has had some influence on the music that we listen to these days? Hmm. I'll tell you. First of all, like... Okay, so I, I just uh, wanted to upload it today to whatever I'm working now on uploading to all different uh, music platforms, Apple Music and Spotify, etc. And the person asked me which 
genre is it? And I'm like, okay, it's no genre. Make your own. It's either kumzitz or um, Jewish pop. You know, pop is a short for popular, right? It's not really a genre. Every decade right. it changes. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, 80s pop was more funky than 2000 pops, which is more electrical EDM. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, genre really, I can't really, uh, you know, tell like what genre is. It's technically a six eight. It more has of a pop feel, kumzitz feel. But uh, what was your question again? Sorry, I, I lost uh, this. Jewish, Jewish music. Oh, my Jewish music. Yeah, yeah. So I love Jewish music. Uh, to be honest, I listen more to Sephardi or to major American type of music, like Mori, Ori, Davidi, Shreki, Yitzhi, Oldner, that type of music. I love a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like minor and Hasidic songs also. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how it's always, I, I say the Goyim always have an influence on Eden, whether you want to admit it or not. Take a look. The, the Middle Eastern Eden are listening to Arabic music, right? That's why mm-hmm. they give out horror and all these type of music. Mm-hmm. The Eastern European Eden were always into marches and waltzes. Why? Because Eastern European were very into marches and waltzes. That's it. Right. Not in a bad way, but that's how it works. So people are like, whoa, you know, Myla Rock, but all this electrical EDM, like what, what's going on? It's very simple. Because in America in the 90s, there were rock. Now there's also rock, but EDM is very hot, and electric music is very hot, so the Goyim have it. We have it as well. We try to make it a little Yiddish taste. <laughs> Give it a Yiddish time. Yiddish time, yeah. There you go. So now, Rami, if someone wanted to book you for a chasna, how would they go about doing that? Okay, so there's two ways. Either they call my office, uh, Mrs. Ralph takes care of it, as I said, as we spoke before. What's the number? My number is 646-673-4111. That's 646-673-4111. And my number is uh, 845-659-7204. 845-659-7204. I prefer when people call rather him so I can focus on my stuff rather than the bookings. But whatever, they can call me direct also. I'll get through whenever I can. That's great. So... So if you heard that, if you guys are interested, anybody's interested in making in booking a Rumi for the next class, and he's got a lot to offer. He's an amazing singer, amazing com- composer. And I think he'll definitely add a lot of flavor to your chasna. Um, Avrami, it was amazing and a pleasure to have you on my show. I'm really, I'm really impressed with how much, how, how, how much you do in the music world and how, how much, you know, how much knowledge you have and how much, insight you have into this and i think it's only going to continue to carry over and see bigger and better things come from you so for me it's a pleasure sitting down with you today on go simple the podcast and i really look forward to hearing bigger, um, more stuff come out of you all right thanks a million thank you so sure. much it was a pleasure speaking I, I didn't have a big part in the interview but i definitely had the honor to hear it live and it was a and it was very good it was uh was enjoyable to listen to. Pinchas, it's a pleasure to have you. So, like I said, I wish you guys tremendous hatzlach in everything you do, and I look forward to hearing good things. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun with you too. And you know, you don't think about all these details every day. Then you asked me about the song, and I remembered all these details. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent, wonderful, cultive, cultive. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook. 
follow us on Instagram at GoSimchaLive. And don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!